Hey, Chewy, what'd you think of my interview with Wally Jones yesterday? It was great, wasn't it? For those of you who don't know, Chewy is officially my podcast co-host, but I almost always edit him out of the commentary because he doesn't have a ton of great things to say, do you, Chewy? All right, he's taken offense, but the truth is, you just don't read enough. You spend too much time rubbing your face on the books and not enough time tracking the words with your eyes. Watch your language. Now I'll have to rate this podcast explicit. But I digress, because I'm really excited to get you right into this episode with Wally Jones, author of Sam the Chosen. Wally Jones is fully dyslexic, and the process he used to write his book and to market it is something you're going to benefit from, whether you have any kind of learning disability or not. If you've been interested in learning a little bit more about submitting to small publishers or what it takes after you've published to submit your book for literary awards to help you market and reach a larger audience, this episode is for you. I want to remind you, as always, do not rate and review this show. It's pointless. What you can do if you like the content that I put out is hit the follow button on whatever podcast app you're listening in. That makes sure that you get content whenever it comes out. It's sporadic. Sometimes I like Mondays. I'll always give you a Wednesday show, but you might hear me again on Thursday or Friday. So make sure to hit the follow button. And last but not least, share this show with a friend. If you enjoy what you're hearing and you know of a writer who wants to publish their work, make money doing it, and reach a lot of readers, that's what I'm trying to give you here every single time I release an episode. So please share it around. That helps everybody the most. And without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with... Wally Jones. Welcome to Create Collaborate, the show for creative writers aspiring to publish their first book. My name is Jody Sperling, and I'm determined to help you whether you self-publish or storm the gated walls of agents and editors. Today, you'll be hearing from an industry expert on how they made the leap from unpublished to published, and how you can do it too. I had a puzzle. It was like a child's puzzle. It was like a nine piece puzzle. You could look at the puzzle and you would say, that's an elephant. I mean, you knew exactly what it was. Yeah. I couldn't put it together. <laughs> I couldn't do it because it's designed for the dyslexic brain not to be able to do. Anybody else can do it with ease. <laughs> I sat there, 20 minutes I'm working on this stupid, this little child's puzzle. And I can't, so they were like, okay, we're, we're just going to call it there. We're done. This is it. Um, and once I was tested and diagnosed professionally, this is, this, this is the problem. Then we delved deeper into that. It took several weeks after that then. And they helped me build what we're getting at is a site vocabulary. Uh, which is recognizing words on site. Uh, so what it is, is it's, it's having a dictionary in your head. And I recognize whole words. I don't have, my brain misses the ability for encoding and decoding. So I cannot read or write. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have the ability. So when I come across a word I've never known before, I'm stumped because it's not in my site vocabulary. Somebody's got to tell me what that word is, what it means, and I you know whatever. But if it's words I know, it's instant recognition for the words, and then I can I can read and write fairly well. 
um, as, as I think the book it kind of kind of shows. It is slow. It is prone to mistakes. Words disappear in my brain a lot. <laughs> so if you see me wandering for words, I'm trying to trying to find the words in my mental dictionary. Um, but it but it, it functions. Um, you know, and, and I I. I never, for me, my, what I always tell people is words for me are like little daggers stabbing me in the mind all the time. And, and, and it, it, it's hard for, for words for me. Uh, and I never aspired to be a writer. I never did, but I had this idea and I wanted to do it. Uh, and then it kind of became a thing for me that a dyslexic writer can get this done. Um, and there aren't very many of us. You know, I know F. Scott Fitzgerald is is thought to be dyslexic. You know, we, we wouldn't know. I know um, Dave Pilkey, who does um, uh, graphic novels for the younger uh, crowd. I know he is he is tested and, and also fully dyslexic. Uh, so it's something that I wanted to do to show that, look, you know, we we can overcome this. We can do this. And so it's it's been a, it's been a it's been a huge thing for me. Um, it's my understanding that many books can be written in as little as you know six months, nine months. People just you know they, they kind of sit down and pound them out. Yeah, that represents literally five years for me. <laughs> so it's slow, but it can happen. For people who are not as familiar with dyslexia. Uh, audiobooks are those more accessible to you than a physical copy of a book or what are what are different ways that you're able to engage with literature that might be different than um, somebody who doesn't suffer with dyslexia that is that is very cool uh i actually love to read i i do i love it um i believe what makes a good writer is being a good reader if you are if you are a well-read person, there's a very high chance that you can be a very good reader, uh, or, or a very good writer. It sounds funny, and, and I and it's a good question because I get it quite a lot. But I get it the other way around about using dictation as opposed to using an audiobook. Um, as far as reading is concerned, I like the tangible book. I like the feel of it. I like the weight of it. I like to have a hardback, not 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 a paperback, because I, I like it. I like the texture of the paper. I like the smell. The smell is fantastic. I like turning the page. There's something about so exciting about turning the page, and you can see how much you have left in a book. It, it's it, it's you don't you don't get that in, in other places. And and so I don't I don't really. I've I've done audio books. I you know when you go on long trips and you're driving you know forever, it's kind of cool to put one on. And you can kind of you know the whole car can listen and discuss and talk and it's kind of fun. I would rather read a book. I'd rather sit down and for me it's more of an experience as opposed to just getting just the story, just feeling feeling the book. And and, and the same goes with writing. I I need the keyboard. I need to feel the keyboard. Um, part of dyslexia, as I, as I, as I age, I learn more and more about dyslexia and it's, it's so much more than just the inability to read or write. And, and it, it's also a, it's also a, a ramp. You can be dyslexic down here, or you can be, which is mildly dyslexic and have problems, or you can be, you know, somewhere I'm all the way up here. I am, I, I do not have encoding decoding. Usually when you get up here. 
You also have problems with allergies, which I have extreme allergies and asthma. I have super bad asthma. I always carry my EpiPen and my inhaler everywhere I go. And a part of that is also called racing brain, where the brain just kind of fires off in multi-directions, which makes focusing either extreme. So you have what's called hyper-focus, which is a problem, or you have just kind of scatterbrain and you're kind of everywhere and eight things are going off at one time. So I, I need the keyboard because it slows my brain down and helps me focus. I don't get into that hyper-focus. Hyper-focus is a problem. And dyslexics are known to do that. They can hold concentration for like nine hours, 10 hours. They can just, just so hone in. But that is also another problem because um, you don't want to be that constricted. So when I type, it lets me, it helps me focus my brain and help get my random thoughts down to lesser and have a have a more cohesive thought process it, it really slows me down and i enjoy that for me that works and again it's about texture i like my fingers on the keys i like the feel I like the, the sound of it i i i i need i need that your experience as a dyslexic gives you a unique viewpoint on advertising so i want to talk about that now and ask you how do you view advertising and what captures your attention and how has that informed your advertising of your book? You know, we're, we're, we're all trying to get to this, this golden nugget in the middle here. And there's, there's so many paths in here. It's, it, it's crazy. I don't know that any one path is better than any other path. I don't. I think any one path can be successful, but I tend to think more along the lines of the multitude of paths. Yes, you can take one path in and you might be successful because it might actually work. But if you were to take five paths in, well, now you have five times more success. If you take 10 paths in, now you have 10 times more chances to get into that golden nugget in the middle. So you have all these, all these ways to get in. Um, what I did is I decided early on, um, and this is a very difficult thing, and I, I get that, um, but I decided to go the route of awards. <laughs> I think getting any literary award, anything, it, it's just, it's huge. It, you know, with the millions of books that are, that are, that are produced, um, to win any kind of award is just an amazing thing. It's, it's just, it's just, just huge. And it's, it's, it's one thing for an author to sit on their soapbox and say, Hey, my book is great. Come read my book. It's the best book you'll ever read. Well, every author is going to say that every single author ever is going to say, Hey, my book is the best book. Come read my book. So for me, and I, I think this was probably more a result of the dyslexia than it was my own self is I wanted validation. I wanted to feel like other people saw this for what it was. Uh, and so I went the route of the of the big reviews and the awards and the whatever, because when you do that, they also give you free publicity, free press, free, you know, whatever, 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 and so on and so on. And so that's kind of where I kind of did my 
initial focus, you know, in my, in my golden nugget, that was just one path. Okay. And that's the path that I took. So talk to me with Sam, the chosen about how you actually did that. How did you actually seek getting the uh, award for that book? You know, the, the first thing, my publisher, um, is Kohler books and both the, I had, I had a, I had, I had the president of Kohler books and I had a, uh, their, their editor in chief. So I had the, the two kind of biggest guys. Um, they helped me immensely. Um, and <laughs> what John always told me, it's kind of funny. <laughs> what John always told me is the best way to sell books is to have a good book. <laughs> and it sounds kind of funny. It goes back to that. Every author thinks their book is a good book, you know, because I don't think I don't think most authors can remove themselves enough to, to, to look at their book as a complete third party and judge it if it's good or not. They look at it as their cherished possession, their little book baby. Oh, it's so good. It's my baby. And they can't they can't get it get away from it to, to look at it. So what you kind of need is that outside validation of others saying, hey, this is this is a good book. And so um, with my with my publisher, I we went through a couple of the of the larger awards um, that we thought Sam the Chosen might be a really good fit for. And we kind of dove in, in into those. And so uh, Reader Views was, was one of them. And it is it is it won it won book of the year uh so that's a that's a huge thing to be able to be able to do that now and again i i, I can't claim full responsibility for it it was my idea to kind of go the the idea route and everything and they kind of said well here's a couple of good ones uh to be fair uh completely honest there were a couple awards that i thought sam the chosen would have been a shoe in and i got crushed <laughs> so it's not it's not this isn't you're not like guaranteed anything it's all who knows you know who knows that's a a big thing too because i spent a lot of years before i changed how i was approaching publishing in general trying to submit for contests to literary journals and submitting my short stories to literary journals and you get the occasional acceptance i've been published in literary journals and, and you're kind of like hurrah but in that way it those literary journals don't translate the same way that I think awards can. So do talk a little bit more about how that award has affected your path forward. And again, I know that you haven't sold 10 million copies, but you're on a great start and you've built a good foundation for yourself and you're a step ahead of pretty much everybody listening. So that, that means a lot. And, and I can only hope those are, those are true. Uh, it, 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 oh, wow. That, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> The literary journals, I think, are huge. I think they really can be very, very helpful. I was, I was lucky. It's a bit of a funny story. On the, on, on the back of Sam, one of my endorsement quotes is actually from a literary agent. Her name is Mary Ellen Gavin. And people always ask me, how did you get signed by a literary agent? You got her. This is this is awesome. This is huge. Holy cow. Okay, well, here's the secret. Okay. I'm not signed. <laughs> I'm not signed with her, nor does she necessarily want me. We had this kind of chance encounter that was pure luck. And 
she wanted to read Sam and I gave it to her. She loved it. She absolutely adored it. It was one of the best books she's ever read. And so she gave me an endorsement quote before, before the book was released. Now, <clears throat> I'm saying this because what Mary Ellen Gavin says to do is exactly what you were just saying. Hit, the, hit those publishing magazines. Hit those, those, those small, because these are the things that the literary agents look to. They like these. And the more you're noticed inside those publications, the more recognized you are to them and the bigger portfolio you have, which makes it better for them to be able to say, ooh, hey, this guy has some serious backing. This guy, this guy has a history. He, he, he knows what he is doing. Um, and so I, I actually enjoy that path. Now, I, I did not take that path. The, the, the thing, because Sam, for me, was a complete debut. I hadn't written anything until that point. I'm a dyslexic man. What am I going to write? You got to be kidding. Um, you know, and, it, and, and, and my writing path was, what I always tell people, it was, it, I didn't have a curve. I had a right angle. <laughs> I just kind of went, Dunk. you know, and, and when I look back at my first writing um, now, it was about about six years ago. It's pathetic. It's 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 terribly bad. It is just there's no good in it. I have to erase it all and kind of start over with it. But writing is a skill that you learn. And the more you use it, the better you get with it. And so uh, directly to that to that question with those literary magazines, with those with those short stories. When, honestly, I'm kind of doing it backwards. I wrote Sam and there's a sequel to Sam. There's actually like three sequels to Sam that are kind of in various states of being finished right now. But I've actually kind of put those aside and I started writing some short stories to go back to those magazines, to those publishing things and be able to have things inside there. Um, and things that I can put on my, my own website, my own blog to get interest and in, in stuff. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your value of self-publishing versus traditional publishing. And I, I, I would mention that Kohler Publishing is a traditional as well as a hybrid publisher. You went to a small press in a traditional way and haven't self-published. I'm picking up clues that you really value that traditional publishing route for yourself. I do. Um, mainly because I don't trust myself when it comes to publishing a book, because I don't know anything about it. I, I, I didn't six years ago, and I'll tell you right now, I probably know about this much now. Um, it is a massive, massive industry. It is so big, and there is so much to know. Uh, it, is, it is just overwhelming. Uh, you know, <laughs> If my learning curve on writing was a, was a 90 degree angle, my learning curve on publishing bends back over itself and comes right back over again. It is, it is just, it is, it is, it is huge. That said, traditional versus self-publish in the world that we are now, even the big houses, you know, those big five, the five houses, everybody wants to be part of, man, you all want to be in one of these five houses. If you get in these houses, your life is set. You've got it made. And I don't think that's that way anymore. I, I think, I think now, um, I think traditional publishing has greatly slipped. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying there's a negative against traditional publishing. I think it's just the change 
in the environment. It, it's just, it's just the way it is. And I think a lot of traditional authors are changing now to be self-published authors because they can get a bigger bang for their buck as it were, you know, but for me, I, I just didn't know. I did not know. I, I won't even say after Sam that, that I know, because uh, I, I don't. I, I, there's just too much for, for, I think, one person. Now, I think one person can do very well and learning things and after, you know, a dozen years be pretty good at stuff. But going in, it, it's just so daunting. <laughs> it's an utter mountain that you have to climb. And so I needed that, 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 that push. I needed that guidance. I needed that wisdom that I can kind of feed off of. For many of the reasons that you said, and some of my own, the route of traditional publishing has always been the one that I want to start on. And so, you know, I have my literary agent and we're working on selling the book. We have not sold the book yet. I celebrated nice. my third anniversary of signing with her this month. So that's well, it's nice and it's also disheartening because 2019, when I signed with the literary agent, my brain yeah. told me I'm gonna be famous in just a couple months. I haven't sold the book, so we will sell it, and I don't know where we'll sell it, or maybe we'll move on to another novel that she's looking at. It's, it, I don't know exactly what the path is, but you do get this point where you realize this is more complex than I ever gave it credit for oh, the whole yeah. publishing process, the decision making that goes into it what you need to do to be appealing to a publisher, how they're going to manage marketing. And the bottom line is no matter where you go, you're responsible for your book sales. And that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. You are, you are more on than I think anybody even knows, you know, I, I, I decided I was going to be a writer. I'm going to be an author. Okay. It was a massive shock and a massive eye opener when I realized about this much as being an author. The rest of this is you're a marketer. You're just marketing yourself, your book, your brand. Go, you're a salesman, go. I don't ever wanna be a salesman. That's not what I wanna do. That's not who I am. But if you wanna be an author, this is what you're gonna end up being. Even in traditional publishing now, which is why a lot of people are getting out of traditional publishing is they want you to be responsible for selling your own books. So why would I go traditional publishing if I'm still responsible for everything? Um, but again, mine was for was for that reason, though. It's kind of a tough pill to swallow to be like, OK, so the only thing that you're going to give me traditional publishing is an editing backbone and distribution into some some bookstores. But otherwise, uh, what, I'm not getting that much. And yet I'm keeping a very small sliver of the sales uh, if I out earn my advance, which chances of out earning your advance right now are, I yeah, think, one yeah, in a thousand authors out earn in their traditional advance, publishing so. authored okay. offered um, for me the setup of everything, so I don't have to. I didn't have to deal with any of the the BISAC, any of the international distributing. It's all done. All the you know all the the ebook stuff. All the you know all the the signing up for everything, the paperwork, the whatever. I don't have time for all this. I'm a dyslexic man, but for me, the worst thing is lists and forms. You don't need to fill out forms. You got to be kidding me. It's terrible. Uh, and so it, it, it offered that for me. Everything else is on, is on, is on, is on my back. And I, I, I think there's another thing that you, you hit on there. I think it's a lot of people think, um, you, you know, I wrote the book, 
bring me sales, you know, and it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. And the same thing with a, with a literary author, you know, or, or, or agent, I have an agent, here it goes. Not necessarily. You still got to go. Yes, that person works for you and they're going to get money when they sell the book because their book is going to be, their earnings is royalty off the book per, per sale. And so they want the best for that. But again, it's not, it's still your job to go out there and market yourself and, and do it. And a lot of other authors I've talked to, um, because when, you know, when you start winning, when you start winning awards, people come out of nowhere. You know, before Sam won an award, I nobody, nothing. Once Sam went on, won an award, everybody's like, hey, 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 hey. You know, and so I've gotten in contact with a lot of other award winners, past award winners and stuff. Um, and they all kind of had the same mentality as, 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 as the other ones. I won an award. Here comes the sales, baby. Doesn't always work that way. It just, it doesn't. It's still your responsibility to go out and market yourself. You have, you have got to get, and, and, and again, I don't think it's any one thing. It's the collection of many things coming in. And then at some point, when you have so many streams coming in, there's a critical point where it just overflows. And once you hit that overflow, that's when you're that's when you've 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 done your job. You are good to go. And that's what we're all kind of working towards. Yeah, I it when it happens when it happens for either of us, I want the other one to be here and be like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll be such a good feeling. It'll be a little surreal. You'll, I, I think for myself, it, the, the day that I do finally overflow, like you put it, um, it, I'm going to be incredulous. Like, I'm not sure this is real yet. It'll have to take a little while of, of sustained yeah. kind of sales and success to, to recognize that. So I want to transition here in the last couple of minutes to uh, allow you to talk to my listeners about Sam the Chosen. Uh, I, I was so captivated by the idea of the story. Give your pitch for the book and why readers should buy it. Sam started out as a dream uh, going on now almost 20 years ago. I had a recurring dream. I had it every single night for about eight years. And it would, it would play out where I would, um, I would look forward to it. When I went to bed, I would have this same dream again. Um, Sam is a very strong woman. She really is. And she did a good job carrying. She's, 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 she's fun. I really enjoy her. She's, she's directly taken from my wife uh, in every single way. Almost she's my wife is, has horrible anxiety, just like Sam, which is where that, where that came from. She's that same strong kind of, you know, and she has, she has no problem calling you out. <laughs> if you, you've done something wrong, she is going to call you out, you know, very much, very much like, 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 like Sam, but she is that, that, that consummate, that quintessential mom, you know, that does everything it's there, you know, she, she will give everything for her family. And so that's, that's kind of where, where Sam was, where, where Sam came from. And so that kind of, that kind of pulled you know, from my original story all the way to, to Sam, um, mainly it focuses around, for me, the mountains and for the, the love of, of, of the mountains. And, and others have, have recognized, you know, that the, the odd group of people obviously are the chosen. Um, and a lot of people have recognized a very Native American feel 
for the chosen and 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 that was very very purposeful growing up in the mountains um that's home to the cherokee nation and you don't you don't spend a long time in those mountains without absorbing some of their culture you just you, you can't um in fact when when i when i was young um just in the public schools the, the 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 different tribes would come in and speak and you would learn and you'd get to know them and meet them and whatever and and there was a there was a there was a camp in a village near where near where i where i was when i was in the mountains and i spent as much time as i could with them fantastic people very neat ingenious people they did they did very very smart things way back when and their their whole system of of cherishing the land of, of it being the most important thing which is kind of where the chosen it, it is it is the chosen society it's kind of it, it's they're kind of the, the very same thing and so that's where that kind of that kind of blends into um and as we were talking about the 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 reviews and the and the award route is kind of where i went um, Kirkus being one of the biggest ones that you can get. I was very nervous about that. And they gave me a very, very good review. Um, they, they, they pinpointed it almost exactly about how this challenges humans um, care of of, I, I guess, stewardship is, is the better word. I, I think stewardship is the exact word they use. It challenges our stewardship of the planet and where we are heading. Um, and that's, that's at heart what's going on with this, with this book and, and ultimately setting things correct, which a lot of people aren't going to like. So that's kind of Sam kind of in a nutshell, which is kind of, I think, why it kind of why, why it won book of the year. It, it's also going to shock you. It is it is it is an epic fantasy thriller and it's going to shock you when you read it. You're going to be like, wow, holy cow. Uh, and that's the point. <laughs> Thank you so much for the, the description. Uh, it gives gives the listeners a really good idea of how the book fits for them. Um, so let's go ahead and wrap up here. Tell everybody where they can find you. I will have a link to your book in the show notes, um, as well as your website, any other place that you want folks to find you. Obviously on Amazon, like all books can be bought. It's also available through all major retailers. Uh, that's what a traditional publisher can do for you. You, you go anywhere. You can, you can pretty much buy the book. Um, you can find me. My website is the prophecystoryline.com all one word uh you can also find me on facebook you can find me wally jones on facebook you can also find sam the chosen on facebook uh so you can you can join you can join either 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 of those i am also on twitter instagram and linkedin uh but to be honest I don't remember them. <laughs> I think it's Sam underscore the chosen. They they get so good at Wally, whatever, or whatever. And I don't know them off, off, off my head. <laughs> that means you're not using them a ton. And so that's totally fine. We want to find you where you're going to be. So it was a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much for giving me a unique insight into your situation and, and helping uh, our listeners to know how to market their books more savvily. I hope. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. 
for listening today. And remember, you should never feel bad for telling the truth. So get out there and write. And if you've got a killer story, apply to be a guest on our show. Email me at jodyjsperling at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Jody J. Sperling. And hey, there's no point in telling stories if nobody's listening. Thank you.